Is butter Super. a condiment? Well, butter. you put it on. Uh, I don't think it's a condiment. I mean, it's made of milk. It's a sauce. And you wouldn't say that milk was a condiment. It's dairy. So. Is butter a sauce? It could be made into a sauce. a sauce. Yeah. Butter's a sauce. No. <laughs> it could be made it's into a, a it's sauce. It's adjacent to a sauce. everyone and welcome to another episode of the four jobbers podcast i'm of course ginger heat aka brad i'm the orange one and i have some lovely jobbers with me i am back from miami you can't tell because i stayed out of the sun like a good boy i wore my spf 50 all over my body and i am here but i'm happy i'm full of vitamin d and of course speaking of d's the big d himself the body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Deves, all the way from Annaburra, Scotland, an original jobber, rocking the Scotland top. How you doing, bud? What's going on? You uh, you been watching the rugby or what? Well, unfortunately, I have, man. Um, obviously, Scotland were robbed this week um, against, you know, that, that other part of... Um, like there's like two parts of of your country and like one bit's like normal and speaks my language and the other bit speaks that other weird language and likes baguettes yeah so those oh, people no. quebec they screwed us <laughs> the original those, quebec yeah the, right. ex, yeah yeah they screwed us those bastards so i've been hating on yan our uh, our mutual french friend for the last little while but uh other than it's that not, man not feel- you need a reason to hate on him i mean there's lots of reasons but Oh, sorry, I was already hating on them. I just had to pile it on <laughs> even more. You know, we're at like a level just below physical abuse at this point. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. He's, he's you know, he's used to it. Uh, but other than that, man, I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Still making some brews. Got any beers on the go at the moment? You and uh, our Italian friend Massimo from Milan, Italy. Him and Jordan have a brew. Uh, for those that don't know, they're brewing beer now. They're making they're making craft beers. What do yeah, you got on we, the go? We've um, we just did a. An Italian pilsner, actually. So oh. we will be kegging that tomorrow, popping a little, little, little taste of that. You know, that'll be fun. Um, I'll let, we'll let you know how it goes. But yeah, it's all going well. We're looking at um, properties just now to try and upscale. So we'll see how that Whoa. goes. We've got some fingers in the pies and all that jazz. But uh, aye, yeah, good. Fucking Here, love do, that. Is it? Do you guys do Pancake Tuesday? Is that a thing? No. Pancakes no. every day. <clears throat> well, as, Taco at, Tuesday. At time of recording, um, it's it's Shrove Tuesday or Pancake Tuesday over here. Shrove? Yeah. It's, <laughs> is it not a thing? No. What's a shrove? It's a... What are all these words? What are all these things? It's some kind of bad... Um, He's talking about Mardi Gras. It? It's just called something else. <laughs> nah. Yes. Is it? Fat Tuesday? Yeah. Because you eat no. pancakes. Yes, it's the same day. It's just called different things all over the world. Oh. Yeah. And he says, no, no, it's ours. It's Scottish. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, but I thought it was like a Jewish thing. So I was like, wax probably. Excuse you. You that, get but. fat on um, Tuesday. You eat all the pancakes, all the potato pancakes, if you're of a certain Gaelic persuasion. And then Lent starts on Wednesday. And that's where you start to yeah, that's not right, eat. Yeah. That's where that, that all comes from. There's your lesson for today. Uh. 
Holy wow, shit, a celebrated. I'm a minute years. and a half into the podcast, <laughs> and I'm only learning more from our guest than I've, uh, I've learned from any of you. That, well, that's what, what a hell? guest should do, right? They should bring their perspective and information and make something more interesting. My work here is done. Have a nice night, boys. <laughs> yeah, <bye-bye. laughs> shortest episode ever. Done. Incredible. Already off to a good start. We'll introduce Erica in a minute. But of course, we have the Waxy, the Venomous, the son of the dentist, another craft beer enjoyer, a big lover of latkes, I'm sure, as well. What's going on with you this week, buddy? Oh, my God. What is going on with me this week? Oh, my God. I always, I, I'm never ready for this question of like, how am I? It happens doing? every week. It happens every week. Right, let's move on then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I'm not doing anything oh, yeah. for it. But uh, yes, that's the reminder. Uh, Erica's got a little heart. I actually couldn't tell what it was at first when when you first jumped into the call. I'm like, oh my God, did you hurt yourself? <laughs> but uh, no, no. If anything, it's it's love is in the air. Um, but no, otherwise, otherwise can't complain. We got lots of wrestling to talk about. We got lots of wrestling here, there, and everywhere. So I'm excited to join once again with you jobbers. Awesome. And of course, the enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the mysterious, the wonderful creature that is they hate Jason. What have you got going on? I saw him actually today when I picked up my fob because Jason was very kind enough to look after my cat Norman a little bit while I was gone. And he had a big box full of Costco goodies for lunch. How was that? You know, I had a pizza and a hot dog for four bucks. Can't complain, right? (laughs) Let's go. Nice. And that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's Jason's week. At least he had something. At least he had something. Yeah, yeah. So that's wow. the world of Jason. I mean, he'll he'll chime in with some more special things later, I'm sure. But we have to get to our very special guest, Erica, aka Brett Fart, aka Disco Deathmatch, aka <laughs> L Generica. What is going on with you? Thank you so much for joining the pod. You got the heart on. You're ready for Valentine's Day. You got any plans? Or is it all going to be all going to be a surprise? I'm I'm definitely like that annoying Ooh. person in the office that's like chronically positive. So I was like sticking hearts on everything today. I stuck one on myself. Yeah, I just it's a glitter heart. Like I think that just really represents the annoying, uh, flamboyant person that I am. <laughs> that's not annoying. I love that. I always try to bring the positivity and the happiness and the optimism, especially to the workplace, yeah. because. You Otherwise, need that in the office. It gets real dark yeah. sometimes in the office. <laughs> yeah. Are you like so you all pretty much work either a little bit from home or like in an office setting? Yeah, right? I'm doing the Monday, Friday at home, middle of the week. I'm a regular grinding office gal. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm glad I don't do that. But you know, I, I You're respect- off you're in you're in the physical building though physically yeah you're in the house you're in the house house i mean i'm in but i don't have to like yeah i guess it's actually worse for me yeah it is worse good public all (laughs) the time public oh god i like it i like getting out of the house i'm a a big yapper as you can tell so i need to go out and yap to other people i basically go to work to like workshop stand up like i stand up at my desk and i just like (laughs) do my monologue to everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they haven't kicked me out right. yet so i That's think it's him. going well i know you're you're a fan of norm mcdonald is he an inspiration at all and the way he delivers really? the fact that he just like the the big thing about him is he tells a joke for himself right so even if it's not funny he's laughing absolutely well you don't get into things like wrestling 
um, for popularity, right? Like the same way Norm tells a joke for himself. Yeah. You know, like I'm very much that way. Like, like if the only person laughing is me, I still won because like, if you're not doing things for yourself, then what's the point? <laughs> Love it. And he's a Quebec awesome. boy. He's just like us. Damn straight. He, yeah, he's, probably, he's probably my favorite human to ever have existed, I think. Definitely. Like, That's just fucking rude. But... Oh, I'm sorry, but he's, got, he's way above you, buddy. Sorry. Whoa, way above. Wow. Way Brad. above. I mean, even Brad. Even Brad. That's fine. Wait, that I don't try to with that below man. Brad. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> I won't even ask where I am. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, you're in there somewhere. Yeah, okay. At least I'm in there somewhere. I'll take it. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Jason, Love thank you, bros. you for that. A little, uh, a little blow to my heart. I don't have one on my face, but a Norm McDonald, man. Heart. Yeah, no, I get that. But come on, it was it's the two hundredth episode of the Four Jobbers podcast, and you got to lay that on me at the start. We've got a, an amazing guest on, and you've got to break my heart like that. That's fine. That's fine. I can deal with it, but I'm not gonna like it, you know. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I guess a good one. Let's let's start off with a question. Let's start off with um, easy one before you guys can jump into it. You've met Minoru Suzuki. You've met Kevin Owens. You've met McFoley. You've met MJF. You've met Cody. Is there anyone that you haven't met that you want to meet? Because it seems like you've met so many of the stars. Yeah, and same on the independent. Charlotte Flair, definitely one hundred percent. That's my that's my like biggest inspiration. I love her so very much. She's had such a profound impact on me as. Just a growing woman in this world. I have a tattoo that kind of looks like Charlotte Flair too. <laughs> oh, deliberate. Pardon? Was it deliberate? Yes. Or... Like it's like it's oh, okay. very Charlotte Flair inspired. Like it's like a little woman's cartoon. It's somewhere on my Instagram. You guys can probably That's find fine. it. But yeah, it would definitely be Charlotte okay. Flair. I just want to tell her to her face how much I appreciate her career. Um, and my second right underneath is the undertaker. Like those are my two favorite wrestlers. I got to see big Mark in person at least once before I die. And I think I have some good chances too. Like I've been very lucky to, to kind of get myself in these situations where I get to kind of meet people. So I know if I keep at it, the day will come. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, one of the questions we were going to ask, I guess was, uh, you know, growing up or whatever, who were your favorites? You've kind of already answered that, so that's that's great. Um, obviously, well, he's, he's my earliest wrestling memory. The, the one I remember is him versus Giant Gonzalez WrestleMania. Like, mm. it's hard to remember like what your mm-hmm. first wrestling memory is, but for yeah. me, that's like the farthest back that I can remember. Just seeing those two standing there and be like, "Oh my god, this is like, it was so cool." So, and you're a wee guy, so that's like, that's yeah, I would for you exactly. <laughs> those are giants for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess let's just dive in and, and we'll ask, uh, we'll just abuse Erica's ears with our questions uh, inanely for a little while, if that's all right with you. Um, I think a question for me was, you know, particularly for uh, a guy growing up in Scotland who I don't even have many guy friends who are into wrestling. Like it's it's not, it's big here. And one, you know, when an event rolls into town, there's a lot of folk will go to it. But it's, not as big as it is in the States and and North America in general, right? How did you get into wrestling? I had a next door neighbor who was a girl my age. And I think her older brother had shown her wrestling. And this is right when John Cena started to get big. 
And so we started watching this together. Shout out to Alana, my my girl. Um, so <laughs> when we were on. little kids, we just we used to watch wrestling together. Like that was the thing. We were in love with John Cena. I had a big John Cena poster on my wall. Like that was the first wrestler I ever loved. I like listened to his rap album. <laughs> nice. It went yeah, platinum. and like and and like <laughs> every couple of months, I would like get the courage to ask my parents, "Can we?" please order a pay-per-view please and and i remember mm. like as a treat um i forget what year it was but it was it was we got to order SummerSlam, and i remember like me and my best friend alana it was triple h in the main event i believe and i and i was like in my living room and i did the triple h like spit <laughs> like all over the tv <laughs> like that's one of my favorite memories of like wrestling as a kid like that's where it started like spitting in my living room thinking i'm a member of dx it's funny because you know wrestling is such a we think of it as a very male dominated thing but my earliest wrestling memories is like me and my girlfriend you know watching wrestling together as kids and now as an adult the people i watch the most wrestling with are my girlfriends like i like i say all the time everywhere wrestling is for the girlies <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean that's amazing and i think yeah if as somebody who I think more now wrestling is becoming a little bit more mainstream because you're pulling in stars from other, you know, walks of life and different celebrities are getting involved in it more now. So it's more accessible for people who don't actually watch wrestling. I'm like this go-to guy who someone will come up and go, here, I heard a story about hmm. X, insert name of wrestler here tell me about it is it true and i'm like oh, yeah, well i'll tell you all about it if you listen to the four jobbers podcast every thursday when it's released you know um so it's, it's amazing to see like obviously like hear people's stories about how they got into it because for me it was again exactly the same kind of thing it was just a mate had access to a, a pay-per-view that i didn't and i just was like yeah let's go i'm gonna go and hide out at his house and watch that and i was told i wasn't allowed to when my parents or whatever you know but yeah that's class that's class yeah, it's been a great tool for that to, to make connections. Waxman, right? I mean, Jason and I have been friends since we were little kids, but it was a great way to bring Waxman into the group. The fact that he liked wrestling, we were like, oh my God, all of a sudden, way cooler. And when I went to Scotland and I was working at the Apple store and I was in, in the back room where we do the repairs and one of the guys back there was listening to just like theme song after theme song. And right away, you're like, oh my God, yes, there's wrestling fans here. And we made that connection and then found out that Jordan liked wrestling and that's how this podcast got started. So it's incredible, the friendships oh, yeah. that come from from this wacky world right <laughs> yeah it's great for sure yeah because i mean it's super popular wrestling obviously but you, not everyone you meet is going to be into it so when you meet someone that actually likes wrestling it's an instant connection like some they just hired someone where i work and i found out he likes wrestling that's it that's all you need and, and <laughs> yeah. you're just like this and, and he's probably jumped above me and brad and you're <laughs> he's, 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 he's on his way he's on his way and working his way up Jason's the card got his own sure, AEW yeah. rankings uh, that he's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah jesus himself but it's true. Um, I kind of found out Brad liked wrestling by accident. I happened to overhear him talking to somebody else about it at work. Marking out always. Yeah. I think he was talking <laughs> about Kane or something. And I'm like, well, no one says Kane if they're not watching WWE because we're not in Tottenham Hotspur watching Harry Kane. He's not there anymore, right? <laughs> Wrong team. Uh, yeah, no, he's not. Oh, but okay. honestly, I love the reference. Thank yeah. you. So I, I, I think, yeah, growing up wrestling, it was almost like, something you were embarrassed to talk about because it wasn't seen like we were just past the attitude era wrestling wasn't at its peak coolness. We were in the ruthless aggression era, which looking back, 
was also a fantastic era, but mm, it seems probably better, probably better, Underrated. yeah, arguably better. Uh, I would have that argument, but it seems like it's much easier now with social media, with just kind of the the, the, the culture around it. It's also more welcoming culture overall. It's got work to do, but it's getting there. It's just easier to yeah come out and say, wow, you like wrestling, I like wrestling too. It's always nice to hear. We could say it now. It's not weird. <laughs> and on, on that kind of sidebar, as we get into the, the soccer football, um, is Francesco Totti like the hottest soccer player of all time? Or, yes. Or, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, just straight Did out. Did someone do a really good <laughs> deep dive on my Instagram? 10 points to Brad for being a very good researcher. <laughs> He's our Nardwar. That is, that is also <laughs> definitely, an definitely. athlete I've met twice. <laughs> Nardwar? No, Francesco Totti. No. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Like, oh, athlete. <laughs> You've really? met Totti. That's how crazy. In Montreal, where did you meet Totti? Uh, when I was a teenager, I was super, super, super into uh, Italian soccer, and um, they they played in Toronto, and I went to Toronto to go watch them, and I knew that they were staying at the Hilton, I think, on King Street or something. So I just called the hotel and I made a reservation for that. Like I stayed there overnight. It's public space, like you can be there. So if you just wait in the lobby long enough, the entire team will come in and out and, you know. So I caught Tati there. And then another time, they had played in Montreal. They were doing a friendly and I and they were staying at the Ritz-Carlton. So I was like outside on the street. And when the players came out, Tati, Tati, take a picture. Yeah. Those were like, that's when Crazy. I was like younger and I, I had time to do these those kinds of things, like the hotel stalking and stuff. <laughs> I tried to do that with Ibrahimovic. He didn't was not into Whoa. it. I'm a huge Ibrahimovic lover. <laughs> I have an Ibrahimovic doll. Like I bought it in Paris when he was playing for PSG. Yeah, er Eric has a whole box of like secret fun niche stories. Let's go. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna need to get you back on the 300th episode for more of these stories. Then. <laughs> see you in two years. So who, who's your um? Who, who's your Italian team then? It would, would be Roma. Play? Yeah. It would be Roma. Yes. yes. That's a shame. That is a shame. They're a humble team. But oh, is that they are? Oh, it's because Massimo, Jordan's probably best friend now, I guess, in Scotland, right? He's for Inter? Inter Milan. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We all make choices. <laughs> some right, some wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so, Jordan, you, are you, you're you for Wraith Rovers, I guess? that's Because Jordan's from, from Scotland, so just outside of Edinburgh. But I don't know if they're, they count as like a real team. But I guess the question is always, is it is it Rangers or Celtic? If you had to pick. If I had to pick. Mm -hmm. um, probably suicide. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not picking. I can't do that. Uh, yeah, so, okay. We'll do you know what? Is it Arsenal? Right. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so my, my, my Premier League team is Arsenal. There is a link between Arsenal and my local football team, Wraith Rovers. So ah, that, okay. that is why. But it's difficult because like my dad's a Rangers fan. I've never I knew liked I like that guy. He's so I, it, he's so much cooler than you in every way. He's he like, is he's cooler. Tall. Than me. He's handsome. He's a teacher. <laughs> all right, helping all everybody right. all the time. He's a skier. I'm all right. I mean, I'm dude. Okay. Jordan's <laughs> getting know? real hate on this on this episode. Yeah. No. Oh what my the God. God. Uh, <laughs> we're just comparing you to a couple to the goats here. This is Jordan's I mean, last episode. Totti and my dad. Yeah. They're the goats apparently. Like my life. But yeah, I can't pick between those two, man. Get back to wrestling. Start talking yeah, about wrestling. Yeah, because I don't know soccer. Let's go back to wrestling. There we go. Yeah, Jay, what do you, what do you got for us? What, you got anything on your mind? No, no. I'm just saying let's get back to okay. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was you guys talk about it. Um, so I guess one of the questions that we wanted to ask it was um, 
if we think about what general the general public see when it comes to wrestling, it's it's always WWE or at a push AEW. But obviously, you do a lot of work in the independent scene. How do you feel that that differs from what mainstream wrestling is and what you're involved in, both in IWS and more recently, and congratulations, by the way, WWS? Um, it's very different, and it's good that it's different. Uh, I think WWE and AEW, things like that, those were meant to be enjoyed on television. And I think indie wrestling is meant to be enjoyed in person. When I show someone uh, like an IWS, you know, taping on TV, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't do it justice at all. The indie shows, it's meant to, you're, you're meant to feel what you're watching. It's not just about seeing it. You have to feel the room. You have to hear the table break. You have to feel the light tube shards kind of fly over your head. And, and I know this is like a bit more of like a <laughs> hardcore style of wrestling, but it's just, it's, it's different in the sense that indie wrestling is meant to be felt and big production style like WWE is meant to be watched on TV in a pretty way. Like I've done, you know, like we've all been to like TV tapings for Raw and SmackDown or like um, pay-per-views like. I went to WrestleMania a couple of years ago, like, wow, what a dream come true. But the reality is, I think I would have rather watched it on TV. There's a lot that's missing from the magic that is WWE. Like, WWE's magic is the production. It's incredible. The montages they put together, the way everything is just, it's glossy, it's beautiful, it's candy for your eyes. And it comes across really, really well on TV. Live? Without Michael Cole talking to me in the back, there's something that's kind of missing. And because you're like yep. not like right up close to the ring, yeah, I still hear the slams and stuff and I can see what's happening, but I'm missing that connection. And the connection is really the thing that makes me love wrestling. When you go to a live wrestling show and you're banging your head with the people next to you and you're yelling at the top of your lungs, and, and the room is shaking, like you're, it's physically shaking you. You know, there aren't many things in life that can physically and emotionally move a person like that. I think that's, that's the magic of indie wrestling. It might not be polished. It doesn't look amazing on TV. And it's hard to show it to other people without them saying, like, this looks like crap. Like, you're in a church basement with the fucking <laughs> lights on. Like, this looks like shit. Like, no, dude, like, like you have to trust me. Like, you just got to go there and and feel it just, just come with me one just day. let yeah. it happen to you you know take it in and and you can't be like a bitch about it like if you go to one of these shows you participate participate in the chance like there's no one that's you can't be too cool at a wrestling show if you think you're cool like like if you're going to a wrestling show you're not cool okay like that ship has sailed for you like <laughs> build a bridge and get over it put your fucking chest into it do the chance cheer for your favorite wrestler boo the assholes like put yourself into it that's where that magic happens you find yourself like like the wrestlers they're just doing moves in the ring but a move to the left makes you react in a certain way and then a move to the other side makes you react in a way that you're like oh my god like i didn't realize fuck they have me under their thumb you know like it's working i like i'm I, the magic is working <laughs> these guys in their tights are getting me to react emotionally there are so few things 
in this world, I think that have that kind of kind of puppets magic. You know, music can do that, theater, some film, but indie wrestling has has really fucking moved me in a way that nothing else really has. You know, you got you get some good moments in the mosh pit at some metal shows, some good hardcore shows, but the the indie wrestling magical power, like it's just something you gotta go feel. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Me and Brad went to WrestleMania. Uh, I think I'm just happy I went so I could say exactly I did it. that's what it's for actual... to say I went. Yeah, yeah, we went to uh, it was The Rock and Cena, I think was the main event, right? And that was CM Punk versus Undertaker. So that was Undertaker's last win after he lost mm-hmm. the streak. But we were we were sitting way up, and it was not it was freezing, and just drinking City like outside. Dunkin' Donuts coffees all night just to stay awake and warm. <laughs> I'm just happy I went so I could say I went, but honestly, it would have been better at home, I think. Yeah, overall. agreed. It's, I mean, the first big event like that for me, obviously it's difficult or more difficult for me to to go to these kind of things, was Clash at the Castle. Like I'd been to some tapings of Raw and SmackDown before. Um, in fact, Brad, me and you went to an NXT live event, which when I look at the card mm, for what NXT was at the time, back it was ridiculous. Then. Like, Samoa Joe versus Apollo Crews and Finn Balor versus, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, anyway, uh, the biggest event I'd been to at, the, at that point was Clash at the Castle. And I remember we got our seats upgraded as we were going in because they decided to move around where our camera was or something like that. And I said, oh, class, this is amazing. And we were like just off to the side of where the entranceway was. And I'm thinking, this is going to be amazing. We're going to get a great view. But there was sixty five thousand people in that stadium in Cardiff, and I kind of, I couldn't really see what was happening. I couldn't really hear what was, you know, who where things were. And I remember watching it a few days after I got back, and just thinking, "Oh my, man, that looks that looks amazing." I wish I was. <laughs> oh wait, I, I was. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's two different events. It's two mm-hmm, different yeah. events. One was a live event that I went to. And I was immersed into it wholly, but it was a different show that I saw when I watched it on screen. So I, I totally agree. Yeah. And then there's moments like obviously when Sammy was in Montreal, that you know those two shows, that being in the building for was something that, that I'm so glad we yeah, were there. Yeah. yeah. To feel to mm-hmm. feel the energy and the and everyone like cheering for the same person, and it was it was overwhelmingly good, Wild. and it made me believe he could actually win, which normally I'm very pessimistic about that. And you know they tricked me again. You know? <laughs> I, I should have brought it up. Got, yeah, you should have brought it up. You still got the video of you uh, crying in uh, mm-hmm. Utopia. But no, that was so, a special yeah. moment. I'm happy I was in the building for that. 100. percent Yeah. But yeah. like, no, but it, like, there's yeah. there's few times where in WWE you get a moment like that. You know, like true, to true. like to get the whole Bell Center on their feet like that emotional. <sighs> Like that was a magical moment that you don't really get often on these like weekly shows, you know? And I'm I'm so glad we were there for that. Like it it was one of the most special wrestling moments, like not just for Montreal, but I think like ever. Period. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like even even people not from Montreal just watching that are like, oh my God, look at that react. It's one of the best reactions of all yeah. time, if not the best. Uh, it's, it's, close. It's, up, it's up in that upper echelon. Yeah. That's it. I actually yeah. I found myself yeah. speaking French at one point because I, I just <laughs> felt yeah. that like speaking in tongues. That might have been the pints uh, going to your brain. Yeah, you know, probably, you know, of your cortex. But yeah, like it was wild. Like 
I, yeah, I'm so glad that I made the the journey across to to come to the show. But like, it was wild. It was absolutely wild being there for that moment because I feel like that will def. I mean, obviously, perhaps we're biased. One is people who were there and Quebecers. Um, but like, I feel like that is a moment that will remain in history. It's it's not going to go away. It's going to be remembered. It was that big of a deal at that point in time. So yeah class unbelievable yeah yeah absolutely and then um i mean after that we we had so many special connections obviously zach and everybody from love wrestling shout out to all of them we had so much fun at the pub afterwards jordan taking that piece of the chair getting up and singing flower scotland and playing the guitar with it and everything else and you know are there are there any wrestlers that you would say are like no matter what they are no matter what character they're playing behind the scenes they're a 10 on 10 like great person that you've you've really You've really come to love after meeting them. Me? Hmm. Yeah, we haven't met anybody. We don't. We don't know. We we know. Oh, we, we like. Met we don't drink Jordan- <laughs> animal stuff. Hey, we can't. You know. We, we, we met. Um. <laughs> we met B- Fab oh, and Hit Row. Uh, oh, that was true. Yeah, Top Dollar. Hit Row that night. That was Hit Row. To Pizza Danny for who can yeah. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of those encounters have been like kind of brief. Like, oh my gosh, could we get a picture? Thank you so much. Love you so much. Um, Cody Rhodes was super nice. That was a very quick one. Um. Or even on the indies, it doesn't have you to know be, what? you know, like the wrestlers that we Jay would know White from, from is a piece of bread. Do people say that? We say that in Italian. Does that translate in English? <laughs> is that good? Or, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that's good or not. I love yeah. bread. So I, I think it's an bread? Italian saying that doesn't translate. Like, like, like what a guy, you know, like that's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tomato. He's a gabagool. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, yeah, he's good. He was, you know Fresh what? Bread. He was super, super nice. Like I picked him up from the airport that day, um, you know, just... I was his, assigned his little helper um, and he's just like a really down to earth, great guy. Like he's happy to talk with you about stuff. And I was helping him with his merch and stuff. And then he tried to like pay me at the end. And I was like, no brother, like, like this isn't a job for me. You know, like I, I do this because I really am passionate about the project that we're doing here. You know, like, wow. like I'm here as a friend to the IWS, you know, like I'm picking you up as my friend. Like I don't work for you, you know, like, <laughs> we're all equals like we're all pals you know but he and he was he was just a really really cool guy um and he kind of hinted that it was, he was gonna leave japan so i was kind of just like oh <laughs> special <laughs> but yeah i would give i would give jay white the like for like a top name guy he was a super cool down-to-earth guy um suzuki's like one of my favorite wrestlers ever the only thing is we have this you know language barrier between us but he's very mm. gracious, you know, like he, he tries, you know, he's like, he's happy to, to try to communicate with you. And that was a really special one. That was cool. <laughs> Dad. Kevin Owens too. I mean, everyone's really? nice. Like if you're going to do wrestling, that's the thing. Like you don't do wrestling cause you want to be a great big superstar. Like this, this isn't the place to be. Mm. Right. So I think everyone kind of <laughs> has that a little bit of humbleness that stays with them. Cause it's fucking grunt work, right? Like it's, it's yep. the shittiest shit work that you could possibly do. If you make it to the top, that's amazing. But that grunt work that, mm. that gets you there. I don't think you forget that, you know? Yeah. Th- there are so few that actually make it. Exactly. To that, that, yeah. To make a living doing it. And I guess yeah. that ties into something else I was thinking about is you've had a great uh, view of, of what goes on backstage and not to get into dirt, but like how much, pain do the performers go through that we don't get to see that we're not privy to uh you know not yeah. just in death matches but just in in regular matches they must 
What is it like at home? Uh, you're fucking sore. Like, it sucks. Um, like, I guess the most, um, oh, like, just for example, you know our, our friend Moretta's. Are you guys familiar with the Quebec? Re- oh, like, yeah, Moretta's was in yeah, no, of course. Absolutely. Like, two, three weeks ago. Yep. Cracked Shout his freaking neck. Now the guy's in a neck brace, you know? Thank God he's okay. He's not paralyzed or anything. He'll make a comeback. The The doctor had told him, he was telling me, the doctor said, like, you're so lucky that you're, like, really muscular and in shape that saved your neck from snapping in half. You know? So, like, these kinds of things happen oh all God. the time. Um, I, I don't know if it's talk about nice guys, too. Not, like, like couldn't gr- happen to a nicer guy. Like, Right? Right? And, like, fuck. Like, he's so fucking lucky. Like, oh, my God. But like Green Phantom, for example, like that's my boyfriend for the last many years. Um, you know, after every weekend, it's like, okay, get the ice. Like, <laughs> you know, shit hurts. Shit hurts. Like it's it's the most unforgiving, unrelenting, thankless kind of job. But then you get those moments like, you know, like I see kids come out like with his T-shirt and they're so fucking happy to meet him. And like. You can't see his eyes because he's wearing a mask, right? But, like, I know he's lighting up. But that's the thing about wrestling because it is grueling. It's It takes a big toll on your body. It's very physical, very athletic. And then people that don't understand it or don't really care for it are like, yeah, but it's fake. And I'm like, that, that must be so annoying. It, honestly, like, I would rather play football. I would rather maybe even be a boxer or UFC fighter. I don't know. Rather than a wrestler with, like, a 365-day schedule wrestling every night. Uh, the risk every night to get hurt. Like, I don't know if I could ever do that. That's why I respect it so much. Like, I just, I don't, I want to, like when I was a kid, I, I want to get the cheering and stand on the, on the top rope and on all that stuff, but I could not put the work in. There's no way it's a, it's a lot of work. You can't even lift your mattress through to your bedroom. So <laughs> no, no I can maybe I'll, I'll be a manager or something, but yeah, no, I could not. No, I would like to try a match though. I've never been slammed. I've never been in a ring. I never took a bump. But one day I, I would like to do that for sure. We've been invited to the dojo. We just got to yeah. show up, boys. We've been <laughs> I want to know what it feels like. Just one, one time at least. Uh, Erica, you it went fucking like hurts once, right? and it hurts even more on the second day. You went through a table? <laughs> oh my I God. went through a table <laughs> once on a street stunt. That was really funny. But um, we did it for fun. Like me and my friends, we called and superstar Shane Hawk, the uh, number one coach at the IWS dojo. We're like, let's have some fun. So he's like, come in on a Sunday morning. And for two hours, we just, we played intro to wrestling. And <laughs> it was, honestly, it's hilarious. If you haven't done it, gather four of your favorite friends or least favorite friends, if you want to punch them, um, and go book two hours with superstar Shane Hawk. I, like, if you're a wrestling fan, you got to do it at least once. Like, the fact that this opportunity even exists, like, go take mm. advantage. Take a bump. Feel yourself vibrate from head to toe and ask yourself, Jesus Christ, how the fuck do these guys do this multiple times a week for multiple <laughs> years? <laughs> we should yeah, go together. What's we're stopping us? Everybody is yeah, down. Let's go. And you're at that age. Everybody's getting married. They, they're all these bachelor parties. Guys, go get, go do your bachelor yeah. party at the IWS dojo. <laughs> but if, if you're I'll down, Eric, notes. of course, the four jobbers will be there. We're down. Okay, let's do it. I'm serious. I think it'll again, be fun. Yeah, I can make get over here, George. I can make that work down <laughs> it is it is true though it, it reminds me of uh, when we did have uh andrew shane hawk on here and the first thing he said we asked him what what advice given that that he does coach so many what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out and the number one thing he said is get in shape 
because it is a, I mean, it doesn't look easy to begin with, but it's, it's still even harder than that. So mm. I, I, I can't imagine. It's one of the cool things of going to these IWS shows and we'll definitely make it out to a WWS show soon as well is also getting to see them come up from the dojo, have their first couple matches and grow into these, we'll say household names. And so that, that's awesome. And seeing them grow and develop and, and yeah, you know, you're, you're seeing a different side of wrestling that you don't see on WWE and AEW. And that's what makes it like addicting to go to. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's harder than it looks, but I'm excited to try it one time. I'm going to yeah. give you a rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the tax. Onto the tax. Onto oh, mm. the wax. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the women's wrestling syndicate? Yes. yes. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, what do it. you want to talk about? Talk to us. Nice. <laughs> um, like how, how did it come about? Uh, what's your involvement with it? How's it going so far? Um, where can we see what's going on? Or where, where is it um, being displayed? So. All those wonderful things. I guess we didn't really intro who I am. So people watching this or listening to this are like, okay, so just a random girl. But. Um, I'm a friend of the IWS for many years, you know, runner, backstage person, pick up, uh, picker upper of Jay White. Um, so I'm just, I'm always around, like I'm that reliable, basically you need a woman to kind of be around and be the face of stuff. Um, I do a lot of the PR for them. I try to get them booked on TV and news and journalists to come cover them and stuff like that. So I'm the, I'm, I'm the person with the least amount of CTE. So they send me to go speak on their behalf and I love doing it. You know, like I'm, I'm happy to put for me, like I'm pushing this amazing community initiative. Like I've seen, I see how hard these people work and I'm happy to be their mouthpiece. So just being around. Uh, so Lou Fisto, who is like, not just a women's wrestling legend, but a wrestling legend, like around the world. She wanted to start her own thing. You know, she said it like now is the time. There's never been a better time than right now. So she teamed up with IWS. IWS has the kind of the infrastructure to do, you know, this kind of stuff. And they said, okay, Lou, like, this is your thing. Run wild with it. Like, we trust you. We know, you know, it's fucking Lou Fisto. Like, I don't think anyone was worried about it not being successful. So she and three of her partners, like, they're a real organization. Like, I've been around indie wrestling for a while, okay? Indie wrestling is very carny, as we know. It's a little bit unorganized. Um, and then that's why there's usually, like, a backup Erica who, like, goes in and help because it's not so organized. But Lou and this and this WWS has just been, like, the most amazing thing to be part of. Like, see what happens when you put women in charge? Like, shit is organized. Like, emails were sent with call sheets and call times there was snacks backstage there was water backstage no no water discourse like oh, it's nice. just been such a positive experience to be a part of so we started kind of planning this in the fall um and i'm not gonna give myself props like i wasn't really a part of that it was really lou and her team and um and andrew who you know, Shane Hawk, God bless him. He kind of told Lou Fisto, like, you guys should get Erica to be the ring announcer. So when they asked me, well, the answer is very simple. It's it's yes. Like, of course, of course, I want to be a part of a women's wrestling project with Lou Fisto. Like, name a better, you know, like, name a better time. Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm so lucky to be a part of it. Like, 
they have the beautiful graphics and everything all set up the thing it was filmed so it's just it's been running so smoothly and so nicely which is such a different vibe from a lot of the other indie things that I've kind of been involved in like no shade to IWS love IWS it's just it's such a huge fucking ship you know sometimes it's hard to steer so this has been a really great experience our first show was February 4th we did it at the IWS dojo um and it was it was a really magical day yeah so it was all women backstage um everything was like ready and beautiful a lot of times like and like I'm not like this is not dirt on anyone but a lot of times when you're in like an indie wrestling show you know how these indie wrestler guys are especially dudes that have been around for a really long time they're grizzled by the war of indie wrestling they're hurt they're pissed off uh and they're I mean they're professional fighters right like they've just they've kind of got like the piss and vinegar in them and they don't like the booking and there's a lot of like heat between people like this is just very normal for an indie wrestling environment you know like there's there's always people who are a little on edge this at the women's wrestling show like it was just joy like joy radiating off of everyone it was a lot of like we never get a chance to get all these women in the room at the same time and give them this opportunity and and they got it you know and everyone was so happy to work together there was just like this very very beautiful pure energy and and it was like like i'm like i'm glowing you know like i've been waiting my whole life for something like this you know as a little girl you grow up watching wrestling and the the women's product that you're shown is bra and panties matches and like really degrading really hurtful things so as a kid you know you grow up seeing this image of women you don't have a very good image of yourself you know we we see ourselves in the media that we watch and mm -hmm. and i always had a very negative view of women's wrestling you know like well i can't be a, a women's wrestler because i don't look like that and i refuse to act that way you know this is all very degrading stuff now we've have this completely different product that really showcases the beauty and the athleticism and the strength of these female wrestlers of this talent and and that first WWS show was really encapsulated kind of this like healing of our inner child you know all of us we're all kind of the same age the girls that were there like between 20 and 40 we all watched kind of the same product growing up and we all have that same kind of shitty scar about what we watched as kids and now seeing those girls those are the girls I wish I had to watch growing up and so when we were there at the show you know I'm looking around and there's there's little girls there were like you know five-year-old girls ten-year-old girls standing at ringside watching this amazing product watching what they could aspire to become strong beautiful athletic women you know real athletes who get an opportunity you know they're actually watching it live like oh if these women can do it then that i can do it too and that's really all we could want right is to show other people that you can do this too this could be you so it's it's yeah. a it's a passion project for me you know beautiful to get paid like that was super cool and nice of them to do that but I, I'm there because I, I love what I'm watching. I'm healing my inner child by being there. 
I'm seeing the revolution happen like in real time, you know? And it's it's fucking sick. Yeah. It's powerful. And the and the energy was palpable in the room. People were so happy to see themselves reflected in a positive way. You know, there was a lot of queer people and women and just ever like a place where everyone can enjoy themselves in a safe way. There's so few places like that, especially in sports. And like, I love sports. I'm very passionate about sports, but a lot of the times it feels like sports doesn't love me back. This is a place where I have yeah. found mm. love. Like, like literally, I mean, my, I, you know, I, I love my boyfriend who's a wrestler, but the friendships and the things I've seen and the girls, you know, from the IWS dojo, I watched them, you know, when they were students and now they're, they're fucking on pay-per-view. Holy fuck. They're on pay-per-view. Like, ah, this is the best time to be alive. So all that long winded, um, uh, winded speech to say that our next show is going to be march 24th uh it's at the iws dojo tickets are 20 bucks uh they just announced the lineup of all the women who are going to be there and i think it's really fun because you know when you're in montreal we all we tend to see a lot of the same women's wrestlers fight each other over and over again lou fisto has really made an effort to go get talented women from other parts of regions of quebec part of new brunswick and ontario as well so we're getting this really nice fruit salad of amazing different talent. And that's what that was like the best part of the last show is that we got to see like our IWS girls that we know fight other girls and see what they bring to the table. So I'm really, really excited to see these this next batch of new women come and fight. And I better see three familiar faces there at the next show. Well, well excuses now, boys. Gone yeah, ho hopefully me, uh, me, Brad, and Wax can make it. I can't speak for Jason. So yeah, you'll have <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Ah, that's amazing. It's it's great to hear. Like it's it's um the girlifying of wrestling. If uh, if I'm using that phrase correctly, uh, if it's the one I remember. we're girlifying but, uh, wrestling because wrestling is for the girlies. Anybody is welcome, and that should. <laughs> so absolutely absolutely um it's amazing uh, one of the questions i guess that we always ask people when we uh we have them on the show or whether we meet them and i think it's one that's pretty common um when any wrestling related conversation happens it's always do you have a favorite finisher no i know that's a really anticlimactic answer but like, I really don't. That's not what I watch wrestling for. I'm like, I'm like picturing it in my head. I just, I just like action. I, I like, you know, big noise go boom. A favorite finisher? I don't think so. <laughs> I just like to see people get beat up for fun. I like, you know what? I like a good gotch style pile driver. That's a Suzuki uh, specialty. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> It's fucking scary looking. That shit scares me. Okay. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, you're what about you? a big fan of uh, Gunter slash Walter then, because there's no finish there. there. There's about 25 different finishers. But... <laughs> Jordan, you're a fan of the... Uh, what am I? What did I pick as my finisher last time? I, I think don't remember. You I think picked, it changes um... every month. You picked uh, like a frog splash, I think, was your, yes. your favorite frog five star. Star frog splash. Yeah. Oh, That's the five right. star frog splash. Five star, yeah. Five star. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty. Mine's was the 
the jackknife powerbomb. It, it, I don't know why. I remember seeing that as a kid growing up and thinking, oh, so it's not just a powerbomb. Like mm -hmm. it's a, it's it a powerbomb with a authority. Like it felt he would, bigger. It felt He better. would drop them. Drop he them. wouldn't yeah. throw them down. He'd just drop. Yeah. Like I loved that. I had that. I always, oh yeah. Every time I saw that, I was excited. But if I remember right, Brad, yours was boring. Sharpshooter. How's that? Boring. Bret Hart. <laughs> It was uh, very well executed by Shawn Michaels in 1997. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great app. <laughs> really? Uh, and then, really? Jay, yours, what was yours? Again? I don't know if I have a favorite Jason's finisher. It's your favorite name of a finisher. It's it is the greatest finisher, name. The biggest Shawn Mark in the it's history the of the It's the greatest name of a finisher, like without a doubt. Name, but yeah, you didn't, Sweet Chin Music finisher. is the greatest name of a finisher. There's no doubt about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to give it to you. I can't really argue. Name I can't one think better. Of another one. Well, I can't think of one. Exactly. Maybe I'll come up with one. The We've elbow, had this debate before. The Elbow Supper. That's a good one. Ah, but that only story. works in Scotland. So. <laughs> that was a very niche. Yeah. Okay, how about how about this? Um, there's this show I watch, um, or a, a podcast. It's about hip hop, and and one of the segments he does is like an and or. He'll be like Tupac or Biggie or whatever. So I kind of I want to do that for wrestling. If if you're up for it, so my first one would be Trish Stratus or Lita. Trish Stratus, Ooh. Canadian Connection. Trish Stratus, okay. Canadian Bailey. Right. Oh yeah, fair, fair. Bailey or Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not even gonna bring Was up Charlotte. She's obviously gonna win, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm for me, Bailey, I take Bailey for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bailey, but, you know, they're both good. Sasha all day. Yeah. Um, what else can we do? Uh, how about a uh, Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? I mean, it's going to be Bret Hart, I guess. Right. Okay. I know like I'm the Bret fart joke girl, but Shawn, I'm, I'm a Shawn Michaels. Like I like Shawn Michaels more than Bret. And I know I've got a target on my back for saying that. Oh, let's go. <laughs> but you guys have to remember. Fuel you have for to the fire. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little younger than you. And I wasn't really watching wrestling when Bret Hart was a big deal. But I was watching when Shawn Michaels was a big mm, deal. Like, he was a true. huge star when I was a kid. Like, like I was a huge DX lover. He big Shawn runs. Michaels girl. Yeah, like I only found out later as an adult, like, mm. oh my god, maybe Shawn Michaels isn't a nice guy. <gasps> but I'll pretend like I don't know that. <laughs> he's nice mm. now. He seems like he's. he's oh no, cool. he yeah, he's definitely changed for sure. Yeah. His second run was a lot better to other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Stone Cold. Stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. hell yeah. Um, uh, you already answered this earlier. I was gonna say Kane or the Undertaker, but Undertaker, easy. Yeah, that one's that one is easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. How about uh, Edge and Christian or the Hardy Boys? Ooh. Like trying to decide which child you love more. Like I don't. Mm, that's like a very equal, Sophie's choice. Uh. That's a very equal for me. Very equal. I'm gonna okay. go. Okay. I'm gonna go Hardy Boys by like just this, just that. 
Okay. Oh, correct answer. And the last one is Randy Orton or Batista. Oh. I'm going to go with Batista, which I know might not be a popular response. Wow. No. no. I'm surprised. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well done. You passed. Because i always think back to like like the kid in me you know like what electrified me the most when i was a child um mm. and batista mm. was just like this much more than randy Orton, like just a little bit like this is a very slim slim hairline win it's fair fair his entrance <laughs> is one of the best batista's entrance is incredible yeah. true yeah um Last question before we uh, we kind of start wrapping up for for the for the day. Favorite, as we would call them, jobber. Who was your favorite lovable loser? The one that never won, but you just absolutely <laughs> loved them every time you saw them. Who was your favorite? My favorite jobbers. You guys remember Jesse and Festus? Yes. yes. <laughs> I remember so Festus. <laughs> what a call out. That's a real, That's real a reach out there. Oh my I was God. not expecting that. <laughs> what what? Festus. <laughs> I'm... Oh, God. I don't know too many you... people go to bat with yeah, Jesse. I'm going Festus. with that. Didn't he have no, a word? No. Didn't, he, didn't he, like, get really mean if, if you said something? Didn't he, like, yeah, go yeah, off? Uh, yeah, he had an activation. An activation <laughs> word. You would just stand there like yeah. a blank stare until you said something, and he would turn into like a a killer. Yeah. Wow. Festus, I like it. That's a real. That's a yeah. call. Amazing. Good call. I like it. That's a jobber right there. Who are some that's of your guy. favorite favorite jobbers? I would I would like to hear the the favorite jobbers of the jobbers. The jobber jobbers. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, does Road Dog count? He was. I mean, in a tag team, he's one of the best. No, but like no. on his own. So he's a jobber, but he never kind of hit the peak. He held the IC no. title for like a week. Yeah. But besides that, on his own, he wasn't like anything crazy. He's yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, my 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 all-time favorite jobber, we've spoken about this before, was uh, <laughs> was Hurricane. Hurricane Helms, stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. I As a massive like graphic novel guy, like superhero guy, seeing superheroes and wrestling combined into one person. I'm here for that all day. That was class. Uh, I got to go with the leader of one of the most successful factions of all time, 3MB, Heath Slater. <laughs> He's got to come back and complete the prophecy. Three world champs from 3MB. Isn't that crazy? We're making That's it happen crazy. in 2024. Imagine. That's my guy. I always go with my boy, Bo Dallas, and his nice diaper that he wore, the white trunks. I'm a big Bo Dallas guy. so He's an NXT legend, but on the main I roster, yeah. yeah. Kind of a jobber. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of a job. My boy. And uh, I think that's probably uh, about time. Um, I guess we can, uh, we can pass the floor to, to Erica if there's anything that you want to say in closing. Where can, where can the people follow you? Where can we follow... Um, you know the WWS. Where can we uh, where can we get involved? Uh, you can follow my shenanigans on Twitter and Instagram at Disco Deathmatch. 
that is exactly my vibe. Disco and deathmatch, glitter and blood. We love that. <laughs> um, you can follow IWS at IWS Hardcore across all platforms and WWS. I believe they are WW Syndicate on Instagram and Twitter. I believe. We'll but pop yes, it give down us a follow, uh, in the description. We'll put it on the screen. We'll put it everywhere. Mm. Uh, and my parting words are. Uh, thank you for having me here and giving me a chance to speak about the beautiful feelings I have for women's wrestling. Um, platforming women's wrestling is very important. Uh, also, it makes you look like a really cool, nice guy, and chicks will dig that. Um, yeah. You hear that, Jason? Okay, <laughs> like, write, write this stuff down. I'm wow, giving good awesome. advice. I... <laughs> there we go, right? Perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna start go wearing local... my parts on my cheek now as yeah. well. Yeah. Go to your local indie show, go <laughs> feel the magic, feel the sweat and the blood hit you in the face. Watch pay-per-views on TV, go to indie wrestling, support women's wrestling. Uh it will make you grow an extra five inches and people will like you more. I need that. Yeah, yeah. that okay, sign me up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Short King, stand up. Short yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not about the wrestling well, matches we watched, but the here. friends we made along the way. Indeed. Beautiful. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you, Erica, so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to one of the probably the best ever episodes of the Four Jobbers podcast. You know where to find us at the Four Jobbers on social media. Thank you again. And we will see you at the Indies, and we'll see you uh online of course the four jobbers all right peace and always remember oh. i don't know if this drop is going to work That's but i'll true. try try it you need to be quiet or you're going to start looking like i go. <laughs> got half of it <laughs> <laughs> got half of it all right